0: uh (laughs) there it is hey (laughs) Hey, there we go so okay we're here it is it you want to do the intro welcome ladies and gentlemen to this
1: episode of catching foxes catching foxes at the intersection of faith and culture where we try to talk to awesome people doing awesome things in this wacky world so uh luke we have a very special guest
0: uh inspired by a previous guest Emma Frad, who uh, is a brother of Matt Frad, and is... Wait, she's a- the brother? Uh, she's the brother. Sister. Yep, I'm sorry. Let's start that over again. Catching Foxes, where we insult our guest one okay. minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's Boo. okay. Boo.
1: Boo, Luke. Well, welcome, Emma. How are you?
2: I'm doing great.
1: You're doing great. There's that Aussie uh, accent. So where are you, where are you saying uh, at right now? This is kind of cool. This is the first time we've uh, ever done an out-of-country interview.
2: Oh, yes. I I live in England. I live in a small town just outside of Birmingham. It's called Sedgley and it's really small and it's not really known for much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it will be starting today. (laughs) It's called that
0: sweet catching fox's bump. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how did you, so you're from Australia. How did you make it out there?
2: Um. Do you want the short story or the long story?
0: Uh, whichever one's more interesting. <laughs> okay. Cool. We'll take them both. <laughs> yeah. So I,
2: I moved to Canada when I was 18 and I started, I did two years of volunteering for Net Ministries of Canada. Mm. And then I worked with them on staff for four years. And during my last year, a girl came over from England to volunteer. And her name's Joanna. And we started writing music together and we got along quite well. And we decided that after her net year, we wanted to keep playing music and it was just easier for me to get a visa here than her there so i moved here about a year ago
0: oh that's so a uh, quick thing about net i work with them a lot with with all of my ministry
2: oh wicked they're so great I,
0: I know like ryan lopez I don't, I don't know if you know him or not um, he's a good friend of mine
2: cool
0: and i've met everyone else and i don't remember any <laughs> any other names so just trying to provide uh, some context for that like, so it's like oh you work for net do you know jim <laughs> <laughs>
1: <True>. <laughs>
2: honestly honestly usually i would but it's it's canada not american i know that america is quite bigger so
1: oh that's right yeah, yeah. so a? your your brother did uh net canada and cameron that's right and that how they met yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah that is yeah they met he did a year in canada and then he was asked to be on the first net ireland team and she was on that team as well
1: right that's what it was okay well that's cool how did People you come get, net. how did you oh, get sorry. connected with net
2: well um <clears throat> My brother smuggled me in (laughs) to a net training, which is is only supposed to be for people doing net. Um, And uh, I had a, I was an atheist, and I had a conversion, and I came to know God. And then I was like, "Yeah, I'll come back and volunteer with net."
0: (laughs) So it was because of uh, the net, of the training.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, um, he brought me in one night, and they were doing like a prayer service in the evening, like quite charismatic. And, uh, yeah, it just really moved me to, to pray for real and just kind of ask God if he was there. And then, um, yeah, I, and then I heard one of the, the next day, one of the speakers was giving a talk on pretty much the charisma, and, uh, really just blew my face off and <laughs> I've been faceless ever since.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really cool.
1: <laughs> what, what was it that was at that time keeping you in atheism? I mean, like what drove you to atheism?
2: Um, To be honest, it was probably, well, half just my friends, but I think the other half was kind of like, well, God, I can't really see him or hear him or feel him, and Mass is quite boring, so I don't really care kind of thing. I know I definitely don't think that now, but, uh, well, sometimes it is. I was like,
0: I do. (laughs) Yeah, wait a second, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: I didn't see. I didn't, I just, I wasn't really introduced to God in a, in a, in a way that was effective and because a lot of my friends were atheists it was just very easy to say i don't believe in god and kind of like talk down about things so
0: so then were are you always into music
2: um yeah i think when i was in year six i took i started taking guitar lessons but i didn't really love it and then when i was in year eight we had to take we had to learn guitar in school and um I just—I think I just kind of caught on quite well. And at the time I knew my brother, um, like he really loved Metallica and things like that, so I, think I was like, oh, yeah, I could sort of impress my brother.
1: Nice. <laughs> um,
2: and then, yeah, so from year eight I started playing guitar for real. Um, yeah, took lessons for about a year and then quit because I was a bit cheeky and then just kind of self-taught, I guess. Uh,
0: like who? who – are your favorite artist?
2: My favorite band is Haim. Do you know Haim?
0: Okay. I know of them. What's the big deal with them?
2: Listen. <laughs> Stop this call right now and look them up. No. Um, I really love Haim because they have incredible harmonies and just good backup vocals. Um, they also sound like they're from the 80s, but they're not, obviously. Mm. Um, they're three sisters from Los Angeles. Like, If you like listening to lyrics, they're not the best lyrically, but – Every other way, they are
1: so good. They're good. So. This is H A I M Heim. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. I'll put that in They've the show been, notes. I've heard of them. They've been a band that I've wanted to uh, listen to, but haven't gotten around to yet. So, well,
1: Luke, uh, just so you know, on June third through fifth, they may or may not be coming to the Bunbury Music Festival, oh. which may or may not be in a city that you may or may not be located in. <laughs> oh, that's right. What I saw mean? that.
2: I saw that on their page the other day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So see, there's, I, okay, I will, I'll be honest here. I've all, ever since I discovered Jewel, who I had on in, in, um, in the car when I, when I was driving over uh, for work, I've been, I've kind of had like a thing for girl-led pop duos oh. or like, or like girl-led pop music. So like when I was in 12th, when I was in 12th grade, no one really knows this, I was obsessed with Dido
2: amazing i love i right. love dada we we had her on in the car the other day
0: <laughs> oh it's so good. i don't know what it is about Dido. i just i was like in love with her <laughs> album the one that had thank you on it
2: i'm no angel that oh, yes.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I had that that was spinning a lot when i'd be in the aol chat rooms <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think i think that was past uh, the chat room phase but I, but I do remember being up at night having that on repeat amazing. i knew her from
1: through m&m I think that's where yeah. most me angry, true, right. angsty white boys were
0: introduced to her was through that. But she's oh man, I love her voice. Okay, so, uh, so Emma, um, you might be able to help me with this. There's, a, there's an I have this inner war going on right now between Adele and Taylor Swift mm. for the like the queen of my pop music soul. Uh, <laughs> where do you fall on that? If on in that epic battle,
2: I. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I actually don't really listen to either of them.
0: Oh it's <laughs> <okay>. what? What? <laughs>
1: what? But, you know what? I'm but, done. I'm done. I'm
2: done. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that Haim toured with Taylor Swift last year. So that gives me some points. But then one day my mum called me and was like, Emma, have you listened to Adele? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, they had on the morning show today. She was very nice, very down to earth. So I, I feel like Adele has points as well because my mom
0: likes her. Your mom's impression is awesome. It's, it it sounds extremely Australian. Like in my head, <laughs> that's what I think it sounds like.
2: Yeah, my mom's great.
0: Hopefully that's not that's not offensive. Sorry if it was.
2: No, 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 not at all.
0: <laughs> no, we so we talk a lot about it on this. So we started out being very pro-Taylor Swift. Mm. And then wouldn't you agree, Gummer, we went to pro-Adele? Yeah, I think uh, you know this is Adele's world, and she just lets us live in it. I know, but then I heard <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift yesterday, and I was like, God, "Taylor, I'm sorry, I've I have abandoned you." So <laughs> I don't know.
1: You're very conflicted.
0: <laughs> I am. It's. it's, it's
2: Although, oh, sorry. Um, sorry, I, I said I didn't. I didn't listen to them, but I did listen to, like, does Adele is it called Hello? Is that her song?
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, that's like probably a really famous song. Yeah. That's right. Um, I did listen to that the other day because one of my friends. Whenever I enter the room, she's always like, hello. And I, I don't know what to say next because I don't know the song. So I looked up the song so that I could
1: respond. Um, yeah. Anyway. So funny, funny story about that. Sorry, you go. F- funny story about that, real quick is uh, what's the line, Luke? Hello from the other side. Yep. Well, so we had just interviewed a guy that does exorcism ministry. Awesome. Yeah, and he had told us that there's one person who is a possessed person that will text message a priest like, I'm going to murder you at 3 a.m. And uh, and so I had that... Yeah, that's intense. So I had that in the back of my mind and Luke sent me a text message and Luke is not very holy. So he's susceptible to possession. And so he sends me a text message that essentially that said hello from the other side. And it was like at two o'clock in the morning and I got, I legitimately got scared, but don't tell anyone I said that.
2: (laughs) So when I was listening to that song, when she busts out the chorus, I was like almost crying. I was like, shit like this is awesome <laughs> right to, she'll I take it there kick someone
0: <laughs> her pitch is incredible. like it's the control she has i'm i just think she's in- insanely talented um <laughs> oh, there, there's someone well okay so i let so well let me back up a bit as as you can probably tell i'm not good at inter- at interviewing um
2: <laughs> no i i don't think
0: that oh yes thank you <laughs> take that gomer and you're... In- <laughs> Uh, constructive criticism. <laughs> uh So you're part of a band called In Tear Castle, which is you and your friend Joanna. Yeah, that's All right. right. Okay, and then how would you describe your sound?
2: Dynamic dream pop.
0: So I would. I that's really awesome. Like Say it. that again. <laughs> <laughs> what is dynamic? Dynamic
2: dream pop.
0: Mm. Mm. I like it's... it. <laughs> I was re- – so we are at a point now in our podcast, and oh, we love it. Keep it coming, everyone, where we get a lot of interview – well, not a lot. But we're starting to get requests for inter- I- interviews.
1: Cool.
0: And um, the thing that always scares me about that, especially when, it- when it's bands, especially because I love music a lot, is what if they're bad? Because <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk to a person for like an hour. And I'm like, yeah, you're banned. So <laughs> – why run frenzies back together, huh? Isn't that great? Um, that's there a, <laughs> a Christian ska band that I love. Um, but so when I so when I heard about you, man, I was like, okay, that's cool. Please be good. Please be good. And I heard it really, really good. Oh, wicked! Uh, where, like, how did that come about?
2: How are you so good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry,
2: no. What's your question?
0: <laughs> oh, like, like, how did you, like, how did your band, like, I mean, like, where does that even come? Like, how did you guys start? How did you?
2: Uh,
0: mm. Well, let's start there. Like, how would you guys start?
2: So, Net Ministries of Canada have a quite a big emphasis on music ministry, um and for two weeks before their regular training with all the young adults, they invite just the musicians. So it was there that Joanna and I had a chance to sort of hear each other play and whatever. And um, because like I was the recruiter with net, so I was already corresponding with Joanna and she told me about her old band one sixth of Tommy. Um, And I listened to them and uh, I thought, I thought they were like, okay. Well, no, I thought they were good. Um, So I, I knew that I had like, I wanted to sort of jam with her a bit. And I remember sitting down with her and being, and playing her a song that I was writing. I was like, but I don't know where to go next. And then, he played like one chord that was really strange and that I'd never heard before. And I was like, Whoa, and it just changed the whole feel of the song. And I was like, this is the kind of music that I want to write. And then, uh, we wrote our first song together, listen and talk, uh, which we have out as a single on our YouTube page.
1: Love that. song.
2: Um, yeah. So we kind of did that. And then, and then she left and we kind of lived Uh, On opposite sides of Canada so what we would do is we would write like half a song and then just email it to the other person and get them to finish it um which worked really well so we kind of did that a little bit and then over the Christmas break we got together and we finished nine songs in about nine days that we had already sort of been going through different ideas um and I think like although we definitely wanted our own kind of signature sound, which I think we have. Um, I was kind of used to doing things more acoustic, whereas Joanna um, really wanted to put the dream <laughs> in our genre name. Mm-hmm. And I think we were both really inspired by a band called Warpaint. Have you heard of Warpaint?
0: The name, yes.
2: Cool. You hear of a lot of bands, lol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm old now, so. <laughs> no,
2: it's fine. Oh. So Warpaint so piece band from los angeles although the drama is australian and they just write really just dreamy dreamy by by dreamy i mean like electric guitars with lots of reverb and mm-hmm. like different ambient kind of sounds um so yeah we when we recorded our album we wanted to to kind of make sure that there was a, a little bit of that going on um and then yeah it's i guess that's it
0: so then, who's um who's behind the lyrics?
2: Uh, both of us, yeah. We we write them both together, or 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 like she'll do a verse and then I'll do a chorus.
0: Yeah. Cool. Is um uh, is uh, your goal to be like? Well, let me put it this way: uh, when you write, what do you prefer to write about?
2: Um, all of our songs are about our relationship with God. So, um, we might just write about like whatever we're going through at the moment and how God is talking to us. Um, But we we don't, like we both love praying with worship music, but we don't like listening to it when we're cooking or any other activity (laughs) because we just find it sounds quite cheesy and all the same. So we wanted to write music about God that sounded nothing like Christian music. In fact, let's not even call it Christian music. Let's just call it something completely different so that we're not even labeled as that so that we can go into a pub or a cafe or a music venue and play to regular probably atheist people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and kind of secretly try to get them thinking about God, you know?
0: Yeah. So just being in normal band.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) But having said that, we like all of our songs are, are about God and yeah, a lot of it, like a lot of the album is actually kind of about, um, like, you know, dying to yourself and like kind of letting go of what you want and letting God's will be done, and um, just certain things like that. Like trying not to be too comfortable, or um, you know, yeah.
0: That's no, I I really like that because I think a lot of bands that will call themselves a a a Christian band that can be so it can be extremely unnarrowing in terms of what you're able to talk about and how you talk about it.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: And so that's really um have um have, have you ever heard of a band called Me Without You? I haven't, no. So they're LOL <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> they're like the inspiration. they're we got uh, the name of our podcast from one other songs that's based off of uh, the song of songs.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And what I love about them is they kind of do a lot of uh, it's just very like honest it's, it's very honest but at the same time an extremely beautiful ex exploration of faith and like what does it mean right now and how do I apply it and uh trying and trying to find god so it's been I, and I I just I respond I think it's especially as I age better to songs like that as opposed to shine jesus shine <laughs> but it's just well, me.
2: awesome
0: <laughs> that's just me so um how's it been like um so you guys are currently out out in in England. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it been playing playing at like pubs and stuff when you are uh, playing music that's about God?
2: Uh so far really good. So far no one's like you know, thrown things at us or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um like sometimes we'll play with other other bands who will play really inappropriate songs and we'll just leave the room and pray. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah no it's it's been going really good like I know when I lived in Canada, I kind of played my own solo music, and it was I really had an incredible community of people who were supporting me all across the country and who would come out at gigs like nobody's business. but it's kind of harder to build that fan base here because there's just so many bands um so we kind of recently decided that we wanted to sort of start playing a few more like pretty much start reaching out to the Catholic community here um because they can be our friends and then they will actually come out to our shows because to to play a show in like in Birmingham anyway that's worth playing you have to kind of get on the good side of a promoter who will promote the show but they won't book you unless you can you know bring out so many people even though that's their title
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah so it's 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 quite frustrating and sometimes it feels a bit like not really moving forward you know but um that's just the battle isn't it so
0: you no know, i think that it's it is really interesting how um because here in the united states it is relatively easy to break in at the christian music and make a decent living off of it mm-hmm. because there's there is a market for there are people who want that stuff but they they tend to want something that like that really like sounds that um sounds safe yeah And to do that out in out in England, you know, I I think there's kind of this um, general idea that people out there are pretty hostile towards towards other faith or Mm -hmm. just any faith at all. Has um, has that been your experience?
2: Um, To be honest, we haven't been very explicit about our faith at gigs at all. Mm I think. People get hostile when they think you're judging them, which is sometimes really easy to come across as, yeah. even if you're not trying to. Um, but with our music, I haven't really found that too much.
0: Oh no, no. Yeah, I yeah. always think it's weird that like I actually don't like it when bands preach.
2: Oh yeah, no. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's
0: just I I mean, I used to be pretty involved in um Christian music I I worked at a label and stuff and I remember I I hit a point where I was like if I have another high school kid preach uh, to me from stage I'm just gonna, like walk up hit him in the face and just walk <laughs> away and be like live life first because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so yeah so that's that is really cool I'm I have so I'm kind of like an English I really like England but I haven't spent a lot of time there besides at the airport so I'm doing I'm doing like everything that I can to not want to talk to you about like Doctor Who and the English <laughs> Premier League and all that stuff. So I want to try really hard.
2: Who do you go for in the English Premier League? Sorry to make it harder.
0: Oh no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm this is gonna, this is gonna isolate Gomer because he's not a sports ball fan.
1: Sports ball.
0: <laughs> I am a Liverpool fan. Cool. Because I took an online quiz
1: <laughs> right
0: before the, because you know how it got, well I don't know if you are aware of this now but it's it's gotten pretty big here in the states because it's not broadcast on nbc
2: Ooh, that's cool
0: and so yeah it's, it's actually like it's a big deal and uh so of, of, of course so this started around fall of 2013 of course not a lot of people had a um had a team so they'd, do, they'd have these online quizzes that you could take and um meet. I Everybody mean, buddy Scott, we, we did one at, at the same time and we got a Liverpool. So, how about you? Who do that's you support? really
2: cool. Um, to be honest with you, I like haven't really been a part of it, but uh, like one of my friends is quite a big fan and he supports West Brom and Albion. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, I feel like I should say them <laughs> also because that's <laughs> also because that's kind of the area that I live. So, yeah,
0: no, that's what I you know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, so she, she's either going to be an Aston Villa fan or a West Brom fan <laughs> from there. So, who do you like, Gomer? So
1: yesterday I was at the convenience store <laughs> at uh, 11 o'clock at night because I had to buy some soda to do some writing. And uh, the, it's run by some very pleasant Pakistanis. And I, I hear this noise in the background. I go, hey, Saeed, what are you listening to, man? Because we're on a first name basis. He likes me a lot. And he's like, oh, you can hear that? Uh, soccer. And I was like, wait, what And he's like, Manchester United. I love them. I watch them all the time. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. And he goes, who do you like? And I was like, don't ask me that question. And I just <laughs> threw money at him and I ran out. I said, keep the change. And I just ran away so he wouldn't ask me a follow-up question. That's because him. you
2: don't go for anyone?
1: No, no. See, I find that uh, when I don't know anything about sports, everyone's better off in their lives so then I don't get caught up, like, no, and people just know not to small talk with me about sport. Like, so I, one time I was at a, an event and I was staying at this house, and this guy goes, So, interesting story, Gilmer. A uh, friend of mine uh, actually went to college with David Carr. And I just stared at him. <laughs> and I was like, I know that name. I know I should know something about that. Oh, crap, it's a sports ball thing. And then I realized oh, he was well. the quarterback of the Houston Texans, and I live in Houston. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, that's great. Was oh, he like, man.
2: I know when that happens.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: people do it all the time with Australian things. And I'm like, oh, and it makes me feel quite dumb.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I just avoid it altogether. (laughs) Okay, so that means I won't ask any of my Australian questions. Cross that off. (laughs) No, no, no,
2: you can. Just don't be like, oh, where, or do you know Bob?
0: (laughs) Do you know know Ryan Lopez? Um, (laughs) Don't do what you did earlier, Luke. Yes. Uh <laughs> oh man, I, I could talk about like soccer all day long. Uh try to go back to real life stuff as opposed to things that don't actually matter. Um <laughs> when you were writing uh, your music like how because uh, this is be interesting because so on this podcast we're actually pretty revealing about things that are Hold going back. on in go. <laughs> in our lives that are yeah, buckle up. Um that like there there are times when I'm like, Ooh, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> when you, when you have to write, and cause it can be, ex, it can be ex, extremely vulnerable. How do you approach that?
2: Um, well, it helps. Well, I guess, hang on. Do you mean like with me and Joe or me and the world who
0: listen? Um, let's go with, let's go with like you and Joe first.
2: Okay. Well, me and Joe are best friends. So, um, it'd be kind of weird if I was like, I wrote this song, but don't ask me what it's about and don't add words. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I think, I feel like that would be weird in a band anyway, but like we usually know what's going on and and we kind of usually tell each other. And in some way we can relate that allows us to kind of add words to it kind of thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, yeah. And then regarding the rest of the world, um, I don't know. I think I really, really, really love writing lyrics and, um, like I also quite like um, just having deep conversations with people. Like if I if I meet someone, it'll be like sort of awkward unless we sit down and have a really deep conversation <laughs> and then I'll feel like I can move on. <laughs> so um, I, I don't mind for the most part sharing uh, some things. Obviously, like and in lyrics, you don't have to be like obvious the whole way anyway kind of thing. So
0: um,
2: I, I feel like I didn't really answer your question very well.
0: No, no, no. I think that – oh, uh, you did. Oh, cool. There was a lot of – <laughs> no, because, like, I used to really struggle when I would read about a band's, uh, you know, a new album, and they'd go, I don't really like to talk about what this album's about until, like, people <laughs> we'll have heard it for a bit You really have, their own, like, their own meaning. And I'd be like, you're yeah. 19 years old. Shut up. Well, um, <laughs> but- no, I know
2: what you mean. I've seen interviews with artists before, and they'll be like, oh, what did you – what do you mean when you wrote this song? And they'll be like, oh, whatever you think it means. Like, shut up and just tell me. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I do think, like, there is a thing. Like, so when I, there's this great interview with uh, Queen, and this is before, like, Freddie Mercury died, and he's, and he's talking about a bohemian, a bohemian. Or, um, a bohemian Ras rhapsody. Hopefully, I pronounce that right. It's always up there. You say. go. There you go. Rhapsody. Bo- Bohemian rhapsody. Bohemian rhapsody. <laughs> uh, especially when you can't articulate words, uh, and he goes, "I don't know what it means. Like, I have no idea. It just like sounds." <laughs>
2: wow.
0: And that I that I like because I'm like I can get behind that when it's just a lot of like I just like how this sounds. But mm. I, I am at a point now where I enjoy because, tr- like. I enjoy hearing and hearing an artist where I'll go, I don't know what you are, are talking about, but I know that you really mean this. So I'm going to try <laughs> I like, I I will wrestle with that.
2: Cool. As That's opposed
0: cool. to a thing where it's like blatantly obvious. And I'm like, okay, I just, because like, it's because I feel like when it's too obvious at times, if you can't relate to what they are going through, then you can't relate uh, to the song. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Unless it's a really good song. I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And some lyrics are very – like I would say most lyrics in the world of pop today, sorry, are (laughs) just like not very good and not very deep. Or they've already been written before, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. And they're so vague that it's just like whatever.
0: Well, that's why I kind of like Taylor Swift stuff because I want to believe she is who she portrays herself to be. Mm-hmm. like this nice little girl who's just like, I'm in love. No, now, now I'm not. I hurt. And then <laughs> she'll write a song about that. So, but I mean, I don't know. What's mm-hmm. a you gomer? Well, I think for me, um, cause I don't, I don't have a musical bone in my body, but
1: I have a, a grand appreciation for, for poetry. And um, no. I remember when I was in middle school or high school, I was talking to my brother and uh, it was one of those standard lines. You know, my brother's like, I don't like this music for the words. I just like it for the beat you know, in the music. And I remember saying, no, see, for me to really like a song, I have to like the words. I have to grasp the meaning behind it. And uh, he was like, then it's just poetry. And I was like, well, okay. (laughs) I'm cool with that. But for me, like, I'll take lyrics of songs with me into adoration, you know, like, because I find them very meaningful for, you know, what's going on in my life. And, you know, it's one of those funny things where, because like poetry, music, and the, the lyrics of music are, Right, they're not supposed to be a hundred percent obvious, you know, um, yeah. and and they're supposed to be uh, elements of interpretation where you see yourself in the lyrics, or you mm-hmm. can identify them. So, um, you know, I think of uh, uh, man, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero when Dylan broke up with shannon shannon doherty Doherty's character what's her name and uh, she just listened to rems <laughs> everybody hurts over and over again <laughs> and i think about like how funny that is but that we can like put like when we feel depressed we tend to listen to depressing music you know mine was mm-hmm. stains i'm on the outside i don't know if you okay um is, is that like a um
2: is that like a really heavy rock
1: song yeah it's like it's from it, a band that's really heavy but it's acoustic the song itself is acoustic. it's oh, okay. extremely new metal-ish yeah, yeah. Oh, okay cool and it is uh it is it is the cause of uh, several people committed suicide in the united states with that song playing while they did it and
0: Whoa. yeah
1: and so like <laughs> you're right so people came to him and they're like what do you think about it? and this guy is like he struggled with depression his whole life aaron lewis the lead singer and he was like well i kind of hate myself more but i wrote this song because i didn't want to commit suicide but felt like that's where my life was going. So to me, to him, it was the therapy of the song that pulled him out of the darkness. But other people's interpretation of it led them into the darkness, you know? And so, or it it just simply expressed the darkness that they're caught up in. And that, it was their statement to the world saying, this is what I feel, and this is why I'm doing this. And so, um, I don't know, music and the lyrics, for me, it's, it's always been lyrics first. And so right now my daughters listen to, okay, my wife listens to, some dance music that she was a cheerleader for in high school, and uh, or and, and a cheer cheer coach, and so it's all like this in the eighties, right? <laughs> it was back in the eighteen eighties because my <laughs> wife was old. Um, but no, it was the uh, it was when she was a cheer coach in the early two thousands at a school, and it's Cascada. Do you remember her? Cascada, Evacuate the Dance Floor was like her huge hit. and I have it was, no idea who you're talking right, about. Right. I've never heard of this in my life. Except when I heard Evacuate the Dance Floor, I was like, where do I know this song? And it was the the Wii, the Wii dancing game where you hold the Wii remote and you dance, um, just dance or whatever. And so uh anywho, long story short, there's a song in there about her it's it's like nonsense lyrics. And I'm so stuck on it. Like, every time I listen to the song, I'm like, no, 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 no. She she must be meaning something else from these lyrics. Because mm-hmm. if this is what she's really saying, this is the dumbest, worst, most horrible song for a woman <laughs> to sing. Because the song is, you cheated on me, but okay. I need a miracle. I want to be your girl give me a chance to see that you were made for me. I'm trying to think of lyrics as I go. Uh, and that I can let me prove to you I can be the one or something like that. And it's like, wait, the whole opening lyric of the song was how we cheated on you. And now you need a miracle to win him back? Like, girl, mm. get a hold of your self-esteem. And so, <laughs> maybe,
2: maybe the whole song's a joke. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I, I hope it is. I hope literally there was a, a, a big fish tank with words written on them, nouns and verbs, <laughs> and a whale just came and nudged one of the balls that has the words written <laughs> on into a vacuum tube, and they just assembled sentences that way. And, that's, and then she, she sang it. That's, that's the
0: way I imagine the only way that song can make sense.
2: Awesome.
0: <laughs> Whales. Have any guys ever heard of the band... Or Lion K. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I, I did that? That there. was the name yep. of one of their yep. albums. That was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I really feel bad about, but I-, I like about that that band, is you actually know how good an album is going to be by whether or not uh, the lead guy got dumped. <laughs> so if you hear about the fact that like he's in a happy relationship, you're like, oh, this album's going to suck. And it does. <laughs>
2: Awesome.
0: What things have uh, you learned from trying to uh, pursue music on a full-time basis? That's a But it can't be I done.
2: Know. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I learned? Um, I've learned that you've got to do lots of work, like on social media and promoting yourself, not just playing gigs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I've learned that you've got to do work at gigs, like talking to the audience and, you know, mailing lists, things like that. Um, I've learned that if you email fifty different venues in England and nobody responds, you you don't have to be unhopeful.
0: <laughs> oh, oh wow!
2: Um, yeah, like because I I don't do music full time. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Oh you? No, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, let's cancel this podcast. No. Uh, oh, see you. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, so
2: I um. I wish sports I did. ball. Mm. <laughs> I wish I did, but no, I actually work in a in a school, but I do music on the side, Um, but it's, yeah, it it doesn't pay like none of the gigs really pay at all. So you kind of have to just be okay with that while you're beginning. So we've been here for like a year now and we're still not really getting some, some gigs do pay. Um, But I don't know. I think, I think you just have to keep trying like Heim, my favorite band, they were a band for seven years before they actually like did it full time and Mm -hmm. made money from it, you know? So, and I think, I think you just you'll eventually get there if you're good enough and you're trying to reach as many people as you can and you keep trying.
1: I'm I'm thinking about this always from like a process perspective like when you are building you're building your brand, your name, your reputation, your you know all that stuff, your fan base Um, all those like horrible marketing terms that we feel a little bit, uh, scummy (laughs) saying I'm building my brand. Um, (laughs) um, you know, it kind of stinks that, you know, like you love music, you love Christ, you love expressing your love for Christ through music for others. And yet you have to be a social media expert. You have to be an email newsletter queen. You have to be, you know, you have to do all the things about the business. That's not doing the actual thing you want to do. You know, it's like for me, I love giving talks, but 90% of my job is not giving talks. That's 10%. 90% of my job is emailing, calendaring, booking flights, making sure, you know, all that stuff. And I hate that stuff, but I do yeah, the yeah. stuff I hate in order to get access to the things that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? I mean, what's that like for you? Do, you? do you not mind the social media side or is it kind of driving nuts?
2: I don't know. I guess I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like I, I can never really used to have Facebook and then when social media started getting ballistic and like the band started I was kind of like well I should probably get Facebook and try and push things and I have been doing that but it's it is quite addictive and I hate that um I also just hate there's just like this expectation where you have to post something every day on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and it um, it's just annoying because sometimes you just don't have things to say. And you know those people in your newsfeed who it's like, I could unfollow you now because you're so annoying. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, um, yes. And no, and so, I will not buy your direct marketing stuff from you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people
0: are so go- – like they actually uh, – like everyone uh, believes everything that uh, they read. Like no one thinks to fact-check anything. Sorry. That's my own brain. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, for sure.
0: So then you, that way then on social media you can say –
1: Interior Castle is the greatest band of all time, and the people will just accept it and start buying your stuff. There you go. So, <laughs> so the key to Catholic marketing is lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the I meant all marketing. Sorry, the Catholic marketing is to not call it Catholic, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't think a lot of so, um, all of our listeners have heard me talk about this before, but I, um, I used to work at a label and what label would I know it? Uh no. <laughs> uh, if you've heard if you're if you've heard of Righteous B, probably not. Even though he was our main artist, um, the it's called uh porch rocking entertainment. Um, cool. I
2: have well, heard of Righteous B by the way. Oh
0: yes, we did. <laughs> I did my job for the few months that I was there because it's horribly <laughs> poor. Um, well, I. Like, working in music you don't make you don't make any um any money and you have to work like an accountant like you like you have to b- be diligent and work set hours trying to like accomplish a specific a uh, goal and stuff cuz it is really really hard and a lot of the people who do succeed it's it's really some kind of a mix of talent hard work and luck just a little bit of luck mm-hmm. so, you know and like some like varying degrees of that it's hard so i um i think it's really cool that you are doing that because i I think we need good people trying to make really good things yeah and i don't think there's (laughs) as much of that anymore Mm -hmm. at all yeah so as a part-time band like what's your goal uh, um for this year is it to like keep uh playing shows out like out in england you guys hope to record an album or
2: well we um We have, so right now we're selling like a live EP that we made with three tracks. Um, But in Canada and America, we've released, we've released our album, like, but we just kind of sold it because we did a tour there in August. Um, We actually came to Ohio and we came to Studentville.
0: Oh, nice. That's where we both went out of college at.
2: Oh, cool. Um, But we're, we're planning to, we're trying to release the album um, this year sometime, like kind of. Officially, like in England and on iTunes and everything like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's,
1: are you doing it all yourself in terms of getting it up onto iTunes and into the marketplace we, and stuff?
2: Yeah, we are. Yeah.
1: How hard is that? Do you who do you go through to do that? Do you use a third party? There's a, or do
2: you... Yeah, there's a company in Toronto actually called IndiePool. Okay. And they are mm-hmm. really nice people <laughs> and helpful, so that's where we kind of got our CDs printed and shirts printed as well. So
0: nice would you guys ever want to be on a label
2: um i think that'd be cool like if you know obviously if the label was like trustworthy and stuff joanna <laughs> was on a label with her other band um and like it was really good they got a lot of good gigs but they just like didn't make any money and mm-hmm.
0: um it's a big if.
1: so so uh, CD sales, I've always heard that number one is CD sales that you sell at your concert. That's the main source. And merch, like T-shirts and stuff. That's the main source of revenue. Then from that, it's iTunes. Then after that, way down the bottom, fractions of a percentage you're getting from the streaming music services. So like iTunes Mm. or Apple Music, Spotify, RDO, and all the rest. So if you're trying to go to a place where it's sustainable, how, I mean, I don't even understand how, because there's so much out there. How do you break through the noise without selling your soul kind of thing? Cause you have, y'all have a beautiful sound. Like um, listening and talking was the first song that I heard in, in order to prepare for this interview. And I just put it on repeat and I was like, I am now stress free as I drive, from, <laughs> as I drive home from work today. And uh, like my kids were literally fighting in the back seat. So I'm like, Bleep. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and I mean it's I, I love I love the vocals. I love I love everything about it. It's great. It really is. So everyone buy it. But uh what what I don't know. I just to me I'm like I would I'm so worried for you. I just want to you know, so like what is the strategy? Like what's next? Like okay, so the gigs don't pay, the labels they don't pay. Uh but mama got to eat. So where where do you look for the next uh, I don't know. I'm I'm speaking uh, specifically as like I don't know why I keep bringing us back to business. I guess because I have no musical talent. Um, to like revenue streams or like how do you? Because art that doesn't sell can't get out there. You know what I mean? Like how do we? How do we break? How do you go to the next level? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, this podcast is definitely a first step. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're just trying to play as many gigs as we can.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. No. Like yeah. And that's honestly, like, I think that that's what you have to. You just you have to play for other people. And what a lot of bands that I know will do is they'll do like a VIP thing, where if you pay an extra like eighty bucks, you know, for a concert, you get to go backstage a, a couple of hours before and have your own acoustic show, or you're able to attend other soundcheck where they'll where they'll take a request and stuff, and just you just. You have to find a bunch of, like of um, different kinds of revenue streams. I mean, there mm-hmm. there are even like um, uh, there are even bands who will do their own podcast and try to get that big, and then they'll have advertising dollars that come in for that. It's it's hard. It is attainable, but it's really really hard.
2: Yeah, I think you just you just need to want it. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and you have to work really. Yeah, you just have to be able to go. I'm going to work at this as hard as I can. Yeah, and because like when you're at uh, the high levels. It just gets worse. You like you're just you, you. get to work even harder because you're doing tons of press, tons of you know you're, you're uh, you you have to tour you know um, probably a, a, like at least like 300 days a year. Mm. That's crazy.
2: Gosh. That is crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is nuts. Um, so we're see how much time we have left here. We're we are are um, probably like wrapping up here. Where can people find your music at?
2: Um, If you go to interiorcastleofficial.com, you'll probably find everything you need to in there. But we do have three singles released on iTunes. Uh, I think we're on Spotify. We also have some pretty cool film clips going on on YouTube. Um, Like we have a Facebook page, just Interior Castle. It's also the name of a book. So like just check to see if it's two girls, not. Not a saint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, Teresa Avila, you've been dead for a while, but you can jam. <laughs> she puts the dynamic in dynamic
0: dream pop. Oh, awesome. actually, I have a, I have, um, I have one last great question for you. <laughs> okay. Vital records, mm. yay or nay?
2: Yay! Right, Gomer? yay, yay.
0: yay. They it sound a, great. It is a. An inferior, inferior medium. do know what you're talking about, Gomer. It is an, an inferior, inferior medium. Ugh. It's about the sound, not about the storage.
1: <laughs> Except <laughs> vinyl can't store that much sound. It is That's a the, limited yeah. storage nope. medium. Nope. It is a piece of plastic cut don't out by a I'm needle. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's called science. <laughs> Look it up it's somewhere in the Bible
0: it's in the Started back, through, right? <laughs> in the middle of this, Emma. This has been an ongoing argument. Uh, which I don't no. think anyone on our podcast has actually heard us argue about. Oh, that's true. Wait, we did but, delete but, all those episodes.
2: But isn't it true that uh, vinyl, like, it does actually the quality is actually better?
0: No, I wouldn't like, worry. No, no. No? No. So why no,
1: not? Listen, why listen, not? let's, let, okay, The very simple. This is very simple. <sighs> you very much so might married. like the sound of vinyl because it does have a very distinct, quote-unquote, warmer sound, right? Um, mm-hmm. But just speaking technically, vinyl is a piece of vinyl plastic etched in with a needle, right? To carve out the music, right? So the music gets through re- that only has a limited amount of data that can be stored on it. So to actually say vinyl produces a better, richer, fuller, whatever sound is not true. CDs can no. capture can capture no. literally hundreds more of of uh or hundreds of more, uh, far more hertz and megahertz. The range is far fuller. But right? it doesn't mean but, that it's
0: necessarily good.
1: But it, it means you're capturing more of the actual sound in the universe. But here's the deal. <laughs> you People like vinyl because they like the way it is mixed for vinyl. So when people mix... Mix um, you know sounds. They mostly mix it for CDs for people to listen to on crappy headphones. But when they mix it for vinyl, they mostly mix it for people living on uh, connecting it today because hobbyists listen to vinyl. So it's a, a um, it's made for big speakers or expensive headphones, and they actually craft the music in the final mixing stages for vinyl differently than they do for CDs. So you might prefer that type of sound. Now you can argue vacuum tubes versus digital amps. That's a totally different thing because you're taking analog to digital back to analog but vinyl isn't analog it's still being it's it's a different medium to capture the sound and it's a lower quality sound so there's no cake there's no ice cream happy yeah, birthday i feel
2: like that's a super
0: it's not. Don't listen to them. Trust <laughs> Luke gut.
1: Luke, Luke embraces vinyl like all you hipster nerds embrace vinyl, which is simply this. It's like a Japanese tea ceremony. It's this elaborate. It's <laughs> no, you buy the big. It, the, it you sounds go through the better. Big, it doesn't. You go through the big. <laughs> it's all tied up to the ritual. You go through the big, no. big vinyl covers no. and the artwork, and then you pull it out of its wrapping and you put it on <laughs> the <laughs> record player. <laughs>
0: okay, it's all. The, that's all it is. That's, this a great idea. I still think it's awesome and everyone that I actually talked to about it, they're like this sounds great I want to be, be I want to be I want to be a part of it so it still might might happen. I have this idea to start a releasing co- uh, compilations on vinyl and they're each built around a particular theme. So you have one about hope, one about like suffering and all and all of the songs are are going to be like about those things. It'll have this great artwork and stuff. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. But so that is kind of Part of it, but I think you'll. I think it could be such a great overall experience, especially when you hear it. And I brought it and I brought it up to Gomer, and he just tore it all down. Like, <laughs> man, uh, destroying a kid's I, hand feel, I
2: I do feel that a lot of people love vinyl today just because it is cool, and I probably fell into that. Like I do think it's cool because it's like because I quite like music from like the 30s and 40s. So. Mm like that <laughs> might be why let's but... go out
1: and fight hitler boys <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was amazing i thought that that was like your ringtone or something
1: I didn't know who that was. <laughs> no it was my it came from my heart okay <laughs> <my heart>. oh. <laughs> um what was i gonna say you're gonna say that you love music from that era
2: oh but i've never really listened to vinyl on really good speakers so i would totally be open to listening to cd versus vinyl and like giving an honest opinion because i actually really like cds as well like i have a discman that i listen to probably more than my ipod um because i i I really like i do love cds as well
1: yeah. there comes a uh what's his name neil neil young neil young yeah neil young he is He's spearheading this huge um digital music initiative to record music at 256 um kilobits per second now you don 't need to know this, you just need to know that the human ear the type of the the additional information that 's being captured at two hundred and fifty six kilobits per second the human ear cannot hear and so <laughs> and scientists have proven this over and over again, but he is refusing to put his music into iTunes, which records at um, they have like three different versions, but the main one is like one sixty or whatever. Um, he's refusing because he says it's degrading the quality of his music. Now it does. It uses compression algorithms, and so it takes a forty megabyte file and turns into a four one. You're losing. You're losing something. <laughs> Luke. Luke. Luke.
0: Luke. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Like our, our listeners for a second. There. Uh,
1: but all I'm saying is that's, that's that's science proving the wrong end. Like, oh, we got to make it higher quality by putting more bits. There comes a point where you don't need more bits. Where it's mm. just the experience. <laughs> of what human ears can actually hear. And it turns out they can hear a lot more than what vinyl produces. The end.
2: <laughs> oh. Fine. all
1: right. Uh,
0: I dropped my mic, but it's attached to a boom arm. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much for being on the show for taking time out of your night. Just, we really... You're
2: welcome. Okay, can okay. I ask one question before I leave? Oh, yeah. Always. Have you heard of the band Dear Other?
0: Dear Other. Dear no. Other. Mm, no.
2: They're, they're from um, your neck of the woods. They're from studentville.
0: Ooh, there they are. They
2: played with us when we, when we played there, and, and they're really good, and you should
0: okay. check them out. Uh, we should just have, like, a band off right now. Have you heard of Emily Haynes and the Skeletons?
2: Uh, is, she, was, is Emily Haynes in Broken Social Scene?
0: Uh, is that someone different? Maybe. Maybe.
2: <laughs> no, I haven't heard of them.
0: Very, very good. Cool. What, hey, what, em- what style? Mm-hmm. Um oh gosh that's a great question so because I, 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 I kind of could hear her style in your guys's music um more of uh, piano pop but like really chill okay cool stuff i really enjoyed a lot
2: cool yeah as long as she's not folk is she
0: <laughs> no 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 she's not a part of the whole mumford and sons thing no. And if you ever in the if you ever are in the mood for a good a Christian ska band, 5 Iron Frenzy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I just want to point out that the
1: the the dear other band, I'm on their Facebook page. Number one, yeah, I yeah. you you made a you commented on one of their posts and so I liked your comment. Um
2: Oh, nice.
1: But the the name of the album is The Exitus and Reditus of Andrew Darkstar. Yeah. That's a pretty epic title of Andrew Darkstar Parish, Per. Yeah. Um, Exitus and I, I That's a theological concept. These guys are straight up nerds. Who who uh, Who is this? Who's in this band?
2: You know, Bad Catholic?
1: Yes. Oh, Mark. Um, Him. Yeah. Okay. Band. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I supported their, their music initiative in, in Steubenville to build some music center or whatever. Cool. Oh, That's weird. cool. Yeah. Music yeah.
2: center or whatever.
1: Music center or whatever. Place where where people who can't get real jobs come together and play music <laughs> and whine about their problems. Just kidding. I'm That's sorry. I we <laughs> That's where we went. It's a club. Um
0: it was a handshake.
1: It was a handshake and they have to do it on vinyl. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Hey, so um uh coming up, so let's just rehash this. People fans here, we're mostly a US based audience, so they can get your album on iTunes. What's the album called?
2: Um, they can get our i that our oh my gosh excuse me. We only have three singles up on iTunes. If you want our album, it is released to America, but we'll have to post it to you. So you can just go on our website, um, interiorcastleofficial dot com, and just message us, and we will get you a CD somehow.
1: Awesome, awesome, good deal. <laughs> and the, uh, honestly, go and listen to the song um, "Listening and Talking," right? And listen, listen and talk. Listen and talk. Listen and talk. Yeah. It is it is great. It is great. And that's is that kind of like what what the because that was your first single, right?
2: Our first single was "Finish Dreaming." I think oh, okay. you heard that. It has like a trombone and a trumpet. And yeah, I did. ITunes.
1: That was great. I yeah. love that. That snuck up on me. I wasn't expecting that when that came up.
2: <laughs> and then "Listen and Talk" was our second single, and then "Get Me Free" is our latest one, and they're all up on iTunes.
1: Cool, cool, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks, you can Emma. find
0: me at Lay Evangelist at the Luke V. We are on Facebook. At Facebook.com slash catching foxes podcast, give us a review and a rating on iTunes so this podcast on the, so the so the podcast can can continue to grow. <laughs> that sounded better in my head. I'm sorry, you guys. I it's failed. Beautiful. I failed you all. All right. Thanks audio for having one. me. Oh, sure, of course, absolutely happy to do it.